Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Jamie, I realise I should have done this on an earlier episode. Of course, we are now months into the year, but did you have any, I don't know, podcast-rated news resolutions? Specifically podcast-related New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Um, I I resolved to still be doing a podcast in in the year, for the whole year. That is the greatest of all the podcast (laughs) revelations? Resolutions. Resolutions. There we go. Uh, I mean, maybe, may, I mean, this is controversial considering yeah. I do actually uh, have a podcast and therefore wouldn't want to recommend that people listen to less. Yeah. Uh, but maybe listen to less podcasts because the podcast app I have, um, I, I, I haven't checked it for a few months, but it does track how many hours of podcasts I've listened yeah. to. And over like a two and a half year stretch, it was legitimately an average of about three hours a day. Ooh. I was like, that's so much. Well, what I can suggest to you and all our other dear listeners yeah. uh, is that they up the quota or the kind of the, the Hanks ratio, let's say, yes. of their podcast listening. So, so don't reduce. You might want to reduce the total amount of podcasts you yes. listen to, but the um, the percentage of Hanks Bank in your podcast listening should be going should up. go be going up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Which is going to be difficult considering for the first three months we are releasing shorter episodes. Yes. So you're really going to have to listen to these on loop. Exactly. Just remember, after you listen to them, delete them, re-download <laughs> them again because we love you. Uh, Specifically, if you can do it on like a different IP address, yeah. that would be fantastic. Um, was there anything you were specifically going for with uh, with with that New Year's resolution? Do you have one yourself, or was that was it just a question for um, me? I know. I, I, what, what, I, what, I, what I mean to say, uh, did I have a bit? Yes, did you have a bit? When, 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 normally, one of us opens this and we're like, "Oh, I've got something." Yeah, yeah. Was your something just that question? I thought it was a good conversation starter. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, my <laughs> podcast-related uh, uh, thing is that uh, I'm going to uh, sell out massively this year, as as we've been trying to do last year for the entire year. This is the year we finally sell out big time. That's right. We're gonna have ads for Coca-Cola. We're gonna have ads ads for Exxon Mobil. <laughs> exactly. We're going to go for the worst of the worst people. But, but, Alexander, what is it we're selling out? Our, our dear listeners must be confused because I haven't said hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. So, uh, obviously, I, I'm doing this every single week now. I say yeah. we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. That's not what we're doing right now. You yes. are currently venturing across Canada. Uh, so we are doing a series of mini-sodes where we review a bunch of other different Tom Hanks-based media, media chronologically or or not. We are yeah. calling them minisodes because A, uh, we needed to uh, cram in a bunch of recording in a short amount of time so we couldn't spend that much time recording, yeah. uh, but also because we start a timer uh, and for most of them uh, and yes. say we'll do it in 30 minutes. I do uh-huh. notice you did start that timer about four minutes into the show, I, I thought, so it's going to be an inaccurate <laughs> It will be, yeah, it'll be roughly 30-ish minutes, yeah, right? 30-ish hopefully minutes. below 40 minutes. Uh, this is a, a fun one I think we're talking about, but not necessarily anything that you need to talk about. No, no, no. So uh, in order uh, to uh, fill up some more time, um, we're, we're recording in a different place from usual. Yeah. Uh, you, you have officially moved out of your uh, nearby home to me mm-hmm. uh, in, in Brixton and moved down to Surrey. We're recording yes. in your familial home in Surrey. I travelled 27 miles to get here, Alexander. 
That uh, is a 54-mile round trip. That's impressive. That's, uh, a, that's a lot to do for a podcast. That is commitment. But look, that's three weeks of joy we're bringing people. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quick spoiler alert. We're recording the, this episode and the next two episodes back to back to back. Yes. So um, as you go through this, uh, be wary. Yeah. That as we get to that third episode, be aware that we're we just, are on a triple header. We'll just be taking drags of our cigarettes going, yeah, I remember the days. Um, um, fun fact for our listeners, though, uh, I know we try not to date the podcast, especially when we're recording, uh, like, so many eight, in nine weeks in the yeah. But, yesterday was the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. At the Golden Globes, Tom Hanks won a Lifetime Achievement Award. Wait, did he? I didn't even notice that. Oh, fuck. He did. I'm, I'm a bad Tom Hanks super there, fan. It was a very lovely montage at the beginning, which I do recommend you watch. I cried. Uh, Alyssa cried. Uh, in, which has lots of clips of his movies, including such brilliant films as Bonfire of the Vanities. That was... <laughs> Doesn't get like a name check at the bottom, but definitely is for from Bob and the Vanities and also volunteers. Amazing. And I have to assume either there was some intern somewhere just collecting all this footage or that Tom Hanks people sent over volunteers. I don't know. Look, it's, honestly, the fact that they, we didn't get contacted uh, for yeah. advice on what clips to include uh, is bullshit. Uh, but I, I will accept. I've, I've managed to change Tom Hanks's IMDb. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not that relevant yet. Yeah. Oh, so far. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Become... We'll get there. Yeah. When he gets his second Lifetime Achievement Award, we'll be, the, we'll be the ones presenting it to him. When he gets it at the Oscars, we'll go up. We'll do a quick little bit, a, a quick uh, plug and some friends thoughts, <laughs> and uh, then we'll give him the award and go right. Fuck off, Tom. Uh, now, Alexander. Of course, as we always do uh, mm. on these episodes, we want to find out what you reckon you'll be doing. Yes. As, as I said, you're, you're venturing across. Canada. Uh, this episode will be being released on the 11th of February uh, in our dear Lord, year, uh, whatever, 11th year of year of our dear Lord. That one, there 2020. Um, what, what's going on? What, so, what are you doing? Uh, most of the time when you ask me this question, I'm like, crap, I forgot this segment. I may uh, have to look it up. I've already looked it up, so I know what well, I'm Yeah, doing. that's because I told Jamie, you. Jamie, <laughs> I'm in the mountains. It's going to be hella cold. I'm in Jasper. That's right. It's ski season. Ow. Have I done skiing for 10 years? No. No, I have not. Has Alyssa ever skied? No. Uh, why are we going to go to a ski place? So we can learn to snowboard and seem cool, all right? This is a 1980s movie, and we're the cool people, and the skiers are the nerds. Uh, so this week, I do uh, beg you to go and check out Al's uh, Twitter uh, for when he tweets about his multiple broken legs that he has oh, suffered. Yeah. Um, but that, that should be fun. That'll be a good time. That'll be, hey, the re- most of the other times I've checked in, it's been... Either I'm on a train or I'll be fucking. And you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd rank this in a solid, solid middle of those three activities. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so what are we talking about this week, Al? We're talking about um, another national treasure who is occasionally bearded. That is true. Graham Norton. Uh, obviously, Tom Hanks has been on Graham Norton... Uh, loads of times I think it's something like seven times yep. um, he is well known to be a very good uh, guest. Uh, guest on most talk shows uh, I believe he was David Letterman's favourite ever guest uh, and ended up being yeah. on his last episode as well. And uh, Graham Norton, even at the top of this, does kind of uh, quote him as uh, being one of his favourite guests. Yes. Show, and you can um, see why. So we are going for the uh, episode. Do you have the date that it came out? I think it was 2019. Uh, I believe. One because, second. Uh, I think it's 2019 because it's Story Story 4. Yes, you can look up the date, but yep. it's uh, Tom Hanks, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, who is pushing. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, what's publicising? That's it. Uh, Toy Story 4, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> publicising Goop, uh, and Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal publicising um, 
Spider-Man Far From Home was, uh, and then Stormzy as well uh, just doing um, yeah. when his oh no just he, before Glastonbury just before he did Glastonbury he but the obviously yeah released album. a single and then the album came out at the end of the year yes have you got the date uh, I know it's before 21st of June 2019 uh, okay around there I think that sounds about right <laughs> yeah. summer 2019 um, for anyone who's never watched Graham Norton, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, but in different to uh, what you may have seen on many American uh, talk shows, Graham Norton just gets everyone out right at the beginning, and then they all just go for about forty-five minutes to an hour yeah. uh, and have some banter. Occasionally, he gets them drunk. Um, always good fun. Always good fun. They did, none of them appeared to be drinking on this one. Occasionally, you have the worst thing, which is when I think either someone is on such a tight press tour that they turn up halfway through or they're meant to be such a big guest I think their publicist is like they're such a big guest they need to come in halfway through yeah. to do this no one does that here that's the worst thing yes. like what a way to kill a conversation is bringing uh, I don't know Daisy Ridley on yeah, and yeah like, where, where, where they're like oh we were having a conversation and now here's the important person yes um, so no, Tom, Tom Hanks does not do that he no. is uh, the, he is given the opportunity to open the show yes so I mean let, let's do this in classic Hanks Bank style yeah we open on Tom Hanks he is standing in front of the crowd and he goes, I'm Tom Hanks and welcome to the Graham Norton Show. And then, I guess, sprints backstage <laughs> while Graham Norton does uh, his little monologue. Let's it's see. not live. What? The show's not live. So I, guess the, I guess it is. Edited, so couple of so I guess they could have shot that at another point. Yes. Yes. Fine. <laughs> I, right. I, what I really like is that you think this is like SNL or something and <laughs> they're just sprinting all around yeah, yeah pretty much I mean sure um, so then Graham Norton does his monologue yeah. I think we can all accept monologues are not the best part of Graham Norton they're not bad though and I, I do think this is off the top especially for our American listeners it's worth discussing Graham Norton in a little bit of detail where I think for a lot of Brits you can't get better and I, I, I do sincerely believe this you can't get better late night host than Graham Norton? No, I, I don't think he is necessarily the greatest ever Although, celebrity yeah, sure. interviewer no. that we've ever had. I think there are more interesting, more sure. in-depth one uh, interviewers that we've had in the past. Yeah. But, but it's the in, sense of fun. In terms of, in ter- yeah, in terms of pure entertainment on late night, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, the, he does the um, opening monologue. It's uh, largely about Boris. It's uh, fine. Clearly this is during the Conservative uh, yes, election. It's, yeah, it's right. Yeah, around there. Uh, he makes some jokes about Boris. He doesn't like seem. He doesn't seem to like Boris. That's why no one does. Shocker. <laughs> what? Um, and now Boris is cutting funny to the BBC. Anyway, uh, that happens. He brings out the guests. Uh, we have Gwyneth Paltrow. She's there to promote Goop. You've already said this. Yes, we'll, we will get into it, but uh, we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave Goop for a little bit later. Yeah. Um, then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Tom Holland uh, promoting Star- Spider-Man and then Tom Hanks is last because I mean at least he's he gets some sort of fanfare he yeah. is Tom Hanks um, he, I, I forget he's like because we've been doing so much early Tom Hanks yeah. stuff he's old as balls now oh, he's yeah. so old um, he's what 65 now I think maybe he's, older than that I think, he might be like, I think he might be like 67 um, but yeah he, he's getting old but they bring him out uh, and I'll, I'll be honest Alexander I took down notes yeah. for this. Yeah, oh, 63 even. He's only 63. Um, I took down notes for this. Yeah. Turns out, didn't save them on my phone. Oh. Uh, so, I, I, had a, I wrote down specifically what they talked about in sure. order, but God damn I it. I think they come out, so, sorry, apologies. No, 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 I, I just can't remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, they kind of open on uh, talking Tom Hanks, he kind of uh, 
Graham Norton's like, hey, Tom Hanks, you're a famously nice guy. And Tom Hanks is like, no, I'm amazing. <laughs> and then goes on to talk about how actually he would really like to be a Bond villain. Yes, yes, hey, but he could never play a villain because he's got... I, I think... I don't know. He seems to have this impression that he has a silly voice, which I don't think... Or, or like a it, light-hearted voice. Sure. And certainly I think like 1980s Tom Hanks does for a lot of his movies. I think like when he was doing comedies in the 80s... I get why he might have that idea of himself, but since the year 2000, he tends not to... No, I, yeah, I've just never really thought of him as being, like, an actor with, like, any a particular... Like, a goofy voice. Yeah. Like, I guess he... No, no, it, it's odd It's odd to me that he has that impression of himself. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, do that. Uh, they, do they then move on to talking about Toy Story 4? Yeah, they talk about Sporky, uh, run a clip of it. Uh, yeah, we, as I, of this time, I haven't seen Toy Story 4. I, I have still not fresh. seen Toy Story 4, but uh, he talks about how, like had his last day on set and he was yeah. just it was just no fanfare at all and he was like uh, no other lines nothing okay fine and then he talks a little bit about how it's actually really quite difficult doing yeah. these voice acting roles like you're in there for ages doing just stuff with and you, he, he said specifically one thing which I hadn't considered Woody is just a very tense character yeah. in his voice like he has to do loads of but he has to still remain close to the the microphone so he's just doing loads and loads of tension and holding all in his jaw um, that's not supposed to be a Woody impression um, but I like the physical performance I thought it was very yes, good yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he does what I can only describe as a hazing of young actor Tom Holland. Oh, this was great. <laughs> yes, please, please, do describe it for us. So effectively, it's uh, kind of setting out that when you do voiceover, effectively what they ask you to do, so effectively too many times there, three times now, um, is, hey, we're going to give you a cue. So for instance, I think in this it's going to be, hey, you want some a coffee. very effective use of language yeah, there. Yeah, it's true. It was very uh, <laughs> hey, uh, oh, Please subscribe to Hagsbeck for more banter like that. <laughs> So he asks, uh, you know, he says, okay, we're going to give you this, the cue line, uh, hey, do you want some coffee? Or something like that. I need and, some coffee. I, I need some is. coffee. Oh, no, that's no, the no, cue no, line, yeah. Hey, do you want some coffee? And he, the, to which uh, the person recording the lines would have to say something, something like something along the lines of, I need coffee, give me coffee, coffee, please, coffee. And then do that a thousand times. But each time it needs to be a different way so they can choose in doing it how they want the emotion to come across. So, for instance, if I were to, I don't know, have an actor friend opposite me, I'm oh, saying, baby, yeah. hey, do you want some coffee? I need some coffee. Please, can I have some coffee? Hey, do you want some coffee? I need some coffee. Please, can I have some coffee? Get me some coffee. Hey, do you want some coffee? I need some coffee. Please, could I get some coffee? Hey, do you want some coffee? Hey, I need some coffee. Can I please have some coffee? Um, and I would say that was much better than Tom Holland yeah, did, so uh, <laughs> Tom Holland just does the same thing over and over again. He's kind of shit. I want to uh, give a lot of uh, praise to Jamie there as an improviser, who was quite good at that. John <laughs> Stokely paid off. I'm not sure Tom Holland... He went to like a junior drama school, I think, but not uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he was Billy Elliot when he was super yeah, young. So he so he, he, done more yeah, he was, yeah, he was... He was Killian went to some sort of performance school sure. when he was young. But whatever, he can't do voice acting. I can. Get a fucking podcast, Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, they do that little thing with uh, with Tom. Uh, and it, I think, I maybe I was just instinctively doing what he does, uh, which is automatically doing an American accent. Yeah. But yeah, then he discusses the fact that like he's done so much acting in American accents now that he's forgotten how to act in an English accent. Um, um, and actually Tom Holland, uh, which I think Tom Hanks references at some point... Uh, he's also uh, I think probably at that time still recording for a Pixar movie he's going to be in Onward which I believe is coming out this year he's in a Pixar movie he is in a Pixar movie starring alongside Chris Pratt uh, they play two uh, orcs maybe are you sure that's a Pixar movie that's a Disney Pixar movie 
Jesus. I, I I think it looks like it could be a good time. Oh, I don't I I I think I just hesitate. It doesn't seem Pixar's style. No, to uh, to go for big hot of the moment actors. Uh, I mean, in 1990s, Tom Hart. Tom Hanks is pretty hot. Definitely, but, but definitely, Tom, what's his face? Uh, Tom Hanks is. I would say he was. I think he was hot of the moment actor, but he was like distinguished doing like sure. big, big but dramatic the, film. But the character's meant to be like 13, 14. So yeah. in terms of it either be cast and unknown, which they have done and it they, especially with child actors, so things like Funny Nemo, I think they cast some child actors doing that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm not sure about the Incredibles if the kids are actually kids in that or if they are adult actors. I don't actors. think they are. But um, I know definitely the actress who plays Boo in uh, Monsters Inc. Uh, was one of the animator's daughters, I believe, yeah. which is why that's a really great performance. But I, I, I think at very least, Tom Holland, A, does a lot of voice acting. Um, he's been in a few roles. He's in uh, Spies in the Skies, the movie where they turn Will Smith into a pigeon. Yep. Um, and, and a couple other ones, I think, as well. I think it might be in Arthur Christmas or Fred Christmas. Whatever. I've seen one example of his voice acting. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> hey, Pixar, hit me up. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Yes. That was He's cool. doing that. They then move on to talk about uh, Goop, I think. Goop, yeah. Well, no, no, no. They don't talk about Goop. What they do is they talk to Gwyneth Paltrow about how, when she was young, yes. cl- clearly, <laughs> it's like, yeah, so um, it's very, very common in these yeah. sorts of things to have pre-planned stories. Yes. Like, like, and, and they, they do what's called, uh, it's like a pre-tape or, so, or a pre Pre-questionnaire? Yeah, something like that where, like, they'll sit down and they'll discuss, okay, what are the stories you want to tell, sure. how do we set them up, etc. Yeah, yeah. In American, and specifically with certain American hosts, like, that's really, really obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. all they do, and it's really, really obvious. Graham Norton, obviously there are things that are inspired. Sometimes it's just Graham Norton has done his research and yes. is prompting them something that, like, they know is an experience in their life or whatever. It is so, so clear that Gwyneth Paltrow had two things yes, that she, she wants, wants to talk about and she refused to talk about anything else. Yes. The first was, so, hey, Gwen, I hear you had an, an interesting conversation with your dad once when yeah. you were younger. Oh, yes, I did. Thank you very much. for. No. Oh, what an interesting story. And again, like, I'm sure these things are tough, whatever, but it is, and specifically, you can tell when this is happening on a talk show because it might go from, like, the awkward banter at the beginning to someone says something and they go, oh, and I find that Who, so me? weird. Yeah, you're an actor, and they, the, oh, and the look of recognition that they are being teed up for this yes. story. Like even, even to, like one thing which we'll probably talk about. Tom Hanks clearly has a few like Bits, teed, yeah. teed up stories in this, but the way in which he tells them oh, is very, very natural, yeah. and he's engaging Graham and, and the audience and, and the, the other guests. people on the on the. He's very, very good. At and it. that's the best bit about the Graham Norton show is actually when the guests are talking to each other. Really, so yes. when they create a comfortable environment, and Tom Hanks is asking questions to Stormzy or something. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd, have you ever seen the Hollywood Reporter roundtables that they do around Oscar season, yeah. and they get a bunch of actors? Tom Hanks has done one of those with, uh, I think it's like. Gary Oldman, John Boyega, um, and a few others. Sure. Um, I think we've referenced it in our Green Mile episode because Sam Rockwell is also on that. Sure. Um, but in that, he is the only actor that is like, oh, he bounces off what other actors say mm. and asks them questions yeah. and has his own anecdotes. All the other actors are clearly like, media trained, I'm going to tell my part and I and, don't want to get involved. And also, they hate being there. The, the, yes. the vibe for all of these things is, I have to be there to promote this thing and I'm like, contractually obligated to do it, otherwise like I'm screwed. Yeah. And Tom Hanks just acts like he's having a good time. And also, I think that there's obviously some something to be said for just his stature in Hollywood yes. affords him the comfortability yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. Like, 
it makes sense that Tom Holland isn't interrupting Tom Hanks in his stories. True. Whereas it does make sense that Tom Hanks might interrupt Tom Holland in his stories. Um, anyway, so Gwyneth Paltrow tells this story, which is I was a, I, when I, I, I won an Oscar when I was 24. Oh, congratulations. I got success when I was really young. Ooh. And goes, What did oh, she win for? I was that Shakespeare in love? Maybe. No, she was probably older than that. That's, that's nice. I'm going to have a look up. Because I feel like she would have. She was not 24. I don't know, she might have been. The only thing I could think of... You'll, you'll look it up. I'll tell the story. Um, so yeah, and, and she says her dad sat her down and was like, you're kind of becoming a dick. And then she goes on to say like, and I sort of started to realise that like fame has this, like can be really, really bad for people. And, I, and she was like, I genuinely believe that. And it can like stop barriers basically and stop obstacles that get in your way and you get a lot of people who just say yes to you and so that can be really bad for the psyche tom hanks has a little bounce off that he says like it's kind of infantilizing uh they talk a little bit about it with tom holland he he says yeah i've had similar things my dad says uh it's quite funny that he hears that story of like oh you're a dick um or like oh being a movie star can make you a dick and then he says, tells a story about how his dad, before he became famous, was like, when he was acting up, would be like, oh, you're acting like such a movie star. And then he went, but now I actually am. I'm like, to be fair, Graham Norton calls him out on it. Yeah, it's Graham like, Norton's oh, like, well, like, clearly you're going to have that dick conversation. Yeah, yeah your dad's going to call you on later. And, but, I mean, it does, not to tell tales out of school, uh, but... I happen to know people who have been in circles that Tom Holland has been in. And apparently he's kind of a real massive dick um, and has had a le- has let a lot of this film, uh, um, like his success, go to his head. Now, I'm not saying that that is absolutely an objective truth. Yes. I've heard this from someone who's probably heard it from someone. Yeah. These things can... I would like to say that me watching him on these sorts of shows does kind of confirm it's, that. Look, I, I, I think in reality what it is is like if you are a... 23 old Jesus Christ yeah. who's been in five of the biggest movies of the last 10 years and you paid an awful lot of money for that and people tell you you're really great I'm sure your sense of perspective is very different from the sense of perspective and you realistically provide for your entire family and your dad wrote a weird book where your stand-up comedian dad wrote a weird book about, about being disappointed that you're less famous than your son yep. um, I'm sure that gives you a really weird perspective and I'm also sure that like Maybe one on one with other people, he's a lovely guy. Yes. And like, th- this kind of persona works for him. I, that's I would like to say that I get the impression that uh, impression that Tom Holland might be a dick. I don't know. But yes. if he is a dick, Come I'm also him. not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't it, be his fault. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, pipes in a few times. They do a, little, a few stories about... Um, uh, Spider-Man and the bromance that they had on set. Yeah, that both, to be fair, and I think this is true of their entire press tour because they got a lot of publicity during that press tour. They, they work off each yes, other Yes, they, they bounce off each other very well. Clearly, they, they got on well on set. And, yeah, they just troll each and, other. And Jake Gyllenhaal just seems like a pretty cool, fun guy. Yeah. I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is, I'm sure... I also think he might be an absolute weirdo. Yes. <laughs> like an, a, an absolute weirdo, but in a very fun I, way. I, I can't tell how normal he is, and I'm sure, but but I'm sure if you had Jake Gyllenhaal at a party, it would be Amazing. a fun party. Amazing. Um, there might be a few drug-related cocaine incidents, but it would be a great fun time. Sure. Um, so that's all the normal stuff all the way through. There's a bit about Tom Hanks, and just to get back to Hanks quickly, where he talks about going to stagecoach. This is the... Again, and it's based into my uh, dick theory, Mr. <laughs> Tom Hanks, 
He talks about going to Stagecoach, which is uh, actually used to be near where Lissa's mum lived. Is the festival that follows Coachella. It happens in exactly the same place, like the week afterwards. And it's a big country music festival. And he went out with his wife, Rita, who I believe also sings. So I think she was doing some songs there. They're having a good time. And he goes to get a cold, frosty one. Uh, not a milkshake, guys. That's a beer. Uh, <laughs> at the bar. He wants to... Crack open a cold one with the boys. Exactly. To bring, I mean, I know it's 2020 now, but I'm bringing back these 2018 memes like it's fucking um, none of my business. Anyway, carry. so he goes up to the bar and the, you know, he, he says, like, you know, give them a minute to realize who I am. They're like, oh, Tom Hanks. And they're like, can I see your wristband, sir? And he's like, what wristband? And they're like, your age verification wristband. He was like, I'm clearly over, you know who I am? I'm clearly over 21, serve me a beer. And they're like, I don't want to lose my job, please. Get a wristband. <laughs> and he tells this. Both in a way which like recognizes these people were just doing their jobs, yeah. but also in a really annoyed way. And I'm sorry, dude, but I would not lose my job oh, to no. give Tom Hanks a. I disagree. Yeah. A, I would absolutely lose my job to give Tom Hanks a beer. How fucking good a story is that? Yeah. Uh, and secondly, I, I I think he's telling it in a way where like. I'm not begrudging these people, but the rules are stupid. <laughs> like, which I agree with. Like, it's fucking Tom Hanks. And it's also a 60-year-old man. Like, you do not... In no circumstances do you need to ID a 60-year-old man, famous or otherwise. So, uh, as we come into the final uh, quarter of uh, the podcast, I really briefly want to talk about Goop. Yes, yes. And then we'll get on to the rankings. So, um, Gwyneth Paltrow's... Uh, for people who... Firstly, I would like to say that Gwyneth Paltrow's story at the beginning is a perfectly fine story if it weren't for Goop. It flies in the fe- like to have this. Those uh, two uh, yeah, those two commit to have this. Oh, I think fame is bad for people, and and like it it brings down barriers, and I worry about being a dick. And then you're there to talk about Goop. Now, for people who don't know Goop, we are not speaking of a goopy substance. However, she does sell goopy substances. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, is the head of a. A uh, company called Goop that sells uh, beauty and health and nutrition like, products. It's like a lifestyle brand, effectively. Yes. Um, similar to what a lot of celebrities do nowadays. She really starts this trend. It started off as like a newsletter thing and then spiraled out in size to become a, a brand company. Here's how you should live your life. Type yes. Uh, sort of like a Blake Lively might do a similar thing today. Yes. If you're a female celebrity, it's a good way to make money. And, and she comes on to tell the stories of how... Everyone used to mock Goop, but now everyone does what they want, what they do, which firstly is incorrect. And I would like to say, we're not just shitting on Goop. I I, I did some so I could actually have some stats. When they had a conference, um, as well as some relatively respected uh, health experts, uh, they had a psychiatrist who posted a now-deleted blog stating HIV doesn't lead to AIDS. And they had other speakers, including a psychic medium who believes that death doesn't exist, uh, and a nutritionist who told audiences at this conference to eat yellow food to balance your fire and green food to alleviate grief. This is not a science-based fucking company they are peddling complete bullshit and lies and importantly they have been held to account for this last year for example this is from the guardian goop paid one hundred forty-five thousand dollars in fines for making unsubstantiated claims about its jade vagina eggs 
Exactly. So we, we want to make it clear that we are not unfairly making fun yes. of this company. It's it is healthy. a shitty company. And, I believe, and it's not healthy stuff. I also believe, uh, and one thing they kind of joke about here, vagina steaming, I don't think is good for your vagina. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, they do a long bit about like, yeah, no, yeah. we started out doing vagina steaming. Now everyone's doing it. No, they're not. And also, the one that really annoyed me was her going, oh, yeah, no, we were the first people to do like gluten-free stuff. And now everyone's doing it. Oh, yeah, you know, celiac disease didn't exist. We were the first people to ever consider the idea of a gluten-free yeah. and also most like don't need it it's most a like gluten-free diets as a general thing when you don't when you don't have an yeah. allergy to gluten not health it's yes. not beneficial to your health yeah. i'm not saying it's negative to your health no but it's not negative. beneficial and also like she acts like oh we were getting all this criticism yeah. that was not the main thing goop was what, getting criticism what for the two things one about that like if you think you have an allergy and intolerance, please go talk to your doctor. Yeah. Your doctor is the person to like identify you with those things. You can go to an allergist, and then off the back of that, get food which helps you. Yes, that's fine. They can and, identify and you having those more gluten free options available for people for with people. the like yeah. with celiac disease. Fantastic, dating, great thing. Dating someone with allergies, like I can one hundred percent say, I, the free from range is really important and really great to have. So I guess if that's the one net positive, Grant Paltrow, sure, I guess. But also, you are the people that invented the idea of being gluten free. So, that said, the other thing is that this is set up in a way which I feel is a publicist and Grey Norton's team. And he was like, we talk about Goop, i got to make a couple jokes about yes. Goop. And they were like, sure, here's the limit to which we're okay with you joking about Goop. And that very much feels like this line with some gentle ribbing about it. They mentioned some of the wackiest stuff. And then Gwyneth Paltrow was like, but actually it's good for you. It's yeah. not. It's really, and, really And then good. she has the opportunity to go, oh, and you know, I'm not too crazy. I don't drink my own piss. Okay, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. You do steam your vagina, so great to know. Um, if you have a vagina, please write into the show to tell us whether or not steaming is a good thing. As two men without one, I, mean, I guess maybe it is. But to I don't be fair, I've been steaming my anus for years, so... <laughs> basically the same thing as what you're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, so basically... So- Gwyneth Paltrow was the worst person on this show, yeah, yeah. coming on to say, oh, fame is bad and it, it makes you have unrealistic, like, worldviews and people don't say no to you. And then, By the way, but steam your vaginas! And Awful. sell you a 24-carat sex toy. Yes. And you know what? You don't need to buy a 24-carat sex toy. And <laughs> Just buy 24 carats instead. <laughs> oh, so we come to uh, Stormzy comes on, he sings... Uh, Crown, head, crown, head yeah. um, and then he's invited over to the. Uh, uh, to, he's very clearly drunk. <laughs> he's also like very nervous was, and and like yeah. had a few drinks. He admits to having. He was like, yeah, I was having a few drinks backstage. And then I was like, I when he did that, I was like, oh yeah, people normally do that. And then I look at all the glasses of water along. And I'm like, oh no, poor Stormzy. Yeah. Um, no, Stormzy is the wrong vibe yes. right now. Uh, but everyone's really nice. Um, so. Let's talk about this. Uh, obviously, normally we have our, our ratings categories. Uh, we're still going to rate this project, yeah. this thing, out of five, and then we need to come up with two other categories, uh, and then we're going to decide whether it goes in our Hanks Bank. Uh, I've got my one category uh, that I want to do, which is rating each of these guests from from first to last, mm. including Stormzy. Um, and then you got you got another one. You got another rating ratings. Um, I, I want to uh, rank uh, Tom Hanks on his secret goopness. Secret. Uh, I want to. We have to make a guess as to whether Tom Hanks secretly subscribes to Goop and buys all the stuff. Um, if we think, yeah, if we think secretly, he's a less, more out of touch than we've realised. 
Okay, uh, and then we'll decide. Oh no, no, let me let me phrase that. Can we just can we just rank everyone based on how out of touch I think they are? <laughs> oh, every, oh, that's a great one. Each of those five people, how out of touch they are. Yeah. Fantastic, I like that. Um, so rating this out of five. Um, as a whole thing I love Graham Norton this is not the best ever episode of Graham Norton there's been much more fun I think it is genuinely improved when a few of the people are getting drunk Um, and also when you don't have Gwyneth Paltrow on Um, so I'm going to give it a 3.5 I'm going to give it a 4 I kind of fell out of the Graham Norton show for a while like I really liked it but I wasn't it's one of those things where I think if you're home on a Friday... Is that our timer? It is our timer. Oh, no, we've run out of time! We're in the, uh, the final we're, stage. So we're, 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 we're but, um, it's we're, we're getting the... Yeah. Like we're on a, uh, a comedy club. We're yeah. getting the light at the back. And we're going, I, fuck you, I'm doing five more minutes. I think as a lot of talk shows, they're mainly watched by people who are younger. Um, I think below the age of like 18, when you're at home and for over the weekend. Or if you're older to an extent because you are home on those days that it's being shown so I fell out of it for a little while I'd like to move back into it but I think it's good I think Grey Norton's great I think it's funny I think Tom Hanks is good I think the, the having Gwyneth Paltrow there be really weird and kind of awkward works for it to its advantage I give it a 4 I don't think it's amazing but I thought it was good fair enough um, rating first best guest to last guest oh let's do do worst to best um, I feel like we're probably going to be pretty similar on this um I'm going to go Gwen Paltrow last, hands down. Uh, I'm going to go Tom Holland second last, just, and I will fully accept due to my own pre- predisposed sure. uh, biases against him. Uh, I'm then going to go Jake Gyllenhaal oh. uh, in third. I'm going to go Stormzy second. Right. Because I think he is, I think we need more of that Stormzy energy yeah. would have brought up. I want Stormzy there instead of Gwyneth Paltrow from the beginning. Yes, and then, of, of course, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, number one. Easy. It'd be, I'd, is, what what is, kind of Tom Hanks podcast host would I be if I didn't say Tom Hanks? He's first? definitely one of the best guests for these kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say actually Tom Holland, uh, then Gwyneth Paltrow, because I found the Gwyneth Paltrow weirdness, uh, you, you know, uh, refreshing. Uh, then I would say Stormzy. I liked him. I thought he was a little bit awkward. Um, I really like him, and again, but sure. Uh, then, uh, then I'm going to say J.J. Hall and then Tom Hanks. I was going to say, you you were pausing there for a second. I'm surely you know what order that's going to be in. Um, and then rating them out of touch. Uh, I think we've got to leave Tom Hanks for last. Sure. Gwyneth Paltrow, five. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, absolutely. Five out of five out of touch. I think, I think Tom Holland probably has developed a decent amount of out-of-touchness, out but he's still young enough and still... He knew the handshake, man. He he's he's he, in touch as you can get, all right? Um, so I'm going to go... Uh, yeah. Tom Holland, I'm going to go with three. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, he's, I think he's definitely going to get there, yeah. uh, but I don't think he's that out-of-touch yet. Um, I don't know if he's... I, I think for me, if a five is uh, you're shouting for your champagne and caviar at breakfast... And zero is you're shouting for your uh, toast at breakfast uh, from yourself. And you're like, why is my toast not working? Uh, that's the extremes. Uh, definitely Gwyneth Paltrow, five. I think Tom Holland, I would give a... I'm going to say a two, if just because he keeps on mentioning his mum. And <laughs> that made me... Now, this may be a facade, but it makes me feel like he is at least more family-centred in that, in a way which I found more endearing. He talks more, a lot about going out with his mum. Fair enough. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm going to give a rogue four and a half. Yeah. I think he doesn't know how much a banana costs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he hasn't he hasn't seen the inside of a supermarket for about four and a half years. Oh, if that, probably since Donnie Darko. Um, I would give Jake Gyllenhaal a four as well. I'm going to going to stand by that. Um, yeah. Stormzy, obviously, like, can you go a zero? Like, I yeah, I, I, I think of any. 
anyone who has been rocketed to fame as quickly as someone like him has, like I've seen very few people who have dealt with it as well as he yeah. has. I would say one, um, if just if just in that, like the song is kind of about be- be- feeling like you're maybe becoming slightly out of touch. Like, is that you're this kind of weird position where you are, have a lot of fame almost hoisted upon you. Yeah. Um, so from this music that, but he's relatable in that I think we would all act as, as Stormzy acted. Yes. Yeah. So um, Tom Hanks is a tough one. Tom Hanks is a tough one. I can't tell how he's very good at making himself seem in touch and then he's just, you know, abusing uh, workers I mean, yeah. Uh, in, in a couple episodes time we're going to be doing um, speeches uh, and I'm going to, uh, and I'll, his, his award acceptance speeches and I'll come more onto this then but um, he is really quite religious and so I think like I think you kind of forget that he is a 63 year old like deeply religious man like not I think he is not necess- you forget because he's America's dad yeah. that he is just like a regular 63 year old man yeah. which I think inherently just makes someone out of touch so uh, I mean there are a lot of 63 year old men there, there are there are mean, obviously acceptances that uh, but are we saying out of touch with, like, current culture, or are we saying just out of touch with the common man? Because... I mean, you, common... you, po- you post it, so... Sure. So I'll, I'll say... I would say with, with normal people, of which I think you're, it's in relation to your age. So I think in relation to the people of the age of 63... Yeah. I think Tom Axe is probably, like, a, a three. I don't think he knows the price of, uh, the price of a pint of milk, but I... <laughs> do think he probably does fairly normal stuff most. Like, watch a load of history documentaries and um, don't think he's just doing drugs Now, Al, I think I might have to give myself a four mm-hmm. because you said the price of a pint of milk and I laughed to myself because I was like, what the fuck's a pint of milk? And imagined in my mind, like, a pint glass with milk in it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how much that costs. And then I remembered that that's what, like, the small, yeah. <laughs> the small bottles of milk are. They're, they're pints. So... I mean, I, on, on that level, I'm going to give Tom Hanks a two and me a four. <laughs> um, is this going in your Hanks bank? No. Um, I think it's a good interview. I think it's really fun. I'd recommend everyone watches it. But I think... Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. If you're, more, if you're interested in Tom Hanks, you're not really going to get anything in this which is new. It's just more Tom Hanks. And that's enjoyable, but it's not... I don't think it adds to your understanding of him as a person. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with no. Uh, I I do like, but I think there are definitely better interviews with him out there. Uh, a little peek behind the scene. We were gonna watch. Uh, I think we may have even mentioned this in one of the previous episodes. Uh, we were gonna watch his Inside the Actor Studio yeah. uh, interviews, which I know will be much much better and much more in depth about mm. uh, who he is. Uh, but we couldn't find them fucking anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone does know where you could find those, please do let us know because I'd like to watch them in general. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this isn't necessarily the most uh, revelatory. So uh, we need to speed through this because we are way over our 30 minute yep. time limit uh, and we are doing two more of these. So when we don't put something in our hands bank, we need to decide what's going to save humanity this week. Uh, have you got something prepared? If not, I can go. You go. Okay, so I'm going to put, I'm going to present a pint of milk <laughs> to the aliens this week uh, just so that I have to go out and buy one and find out how much it costs. <laughs> Uh, mine is microloans, uh, which is a way of helping fund development in the uh, new world by empowering uh, entrepreneurs there to build their own businesses uh, in a sustainable way. So mm. I think that's good. Uh, I do realise I just randomly threw in the aliens. We probably haven't talked about them for weeks. Any new listeners probably has no clue what that finds oh, out. Well, just wait. stick about with us for about four more episodes and we might have a 
three hour episode of which an hour is us going back in depth about uh, what the aliens are so uh, with that of course you can always do the normal things you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts you can follow us at Hanks Bank Pod or me at Jamie P. Loxon or Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff to see if he's broken his legs um, please tell your mates about us uh, Al what else do they have to do? Uh, right, steal your friends' phones and then download all these episodes on their phones and delete them, then download them again. That's right, we want you to do that. If you don't do that, I'll cry. Yep, and also, you know, all of these ones, they're only 30 minutes. They're a lot smaller files to download. Exactly. You can get through, you can power through that downloading real quick. If you go back and try and download what? Like, uh, what's our longest episode? Probably Forrest Gump? Uh, that's like two fucking hours long. You can download four of these in that time and that still counts as four separate downloads for us and that's all we care about, ladies and gentlemen. We just want the numbers. We don't care if anyone actually listens to us uh so with that uh from me jamie and my co-host al that's one more ep in the bank hands back